The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. All right, we're having a blast at Real Time Sports in Elk Grove Village. Uh, quite a few people ended up coming out. It yes. Was, it was nice to see. Uh, there are several holiday parties here as well. Oh, really? Is that? Is oh, that... yeah, they didn't just come to see you or me or Kev. It, it's uh, it's it... a holiday celebration. You see that there's open bar over there, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then I think. You want boop... me to get you something? Uh, no, I'm good. You know what? I. I... What? I used to be when I get sick, I would I would drink, and now I don't do it anymore. If I'm sick, I won't drink. That's the only time I won't drink. Because your, your immunity is already low, yeah. and then that will lower it, too. Yeah, it's, I don't need it. I don't want that. You're, you haven't been working out either, have you? How could you work out if you're sick? No, right. You yeah, shouldn't. You Some people will try to oh, sweat it out, but yeah. a lot of times that's worse for you because... It will lower your immune system even more. Yeah, I'm not a workout warrior any longer, so I will. If I miss a day, I miss a day. Yeah, I, I, I've 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 welcomed taking the week off. Yes. I worked out Monday, and that was it. I never would subscribe to the theory that if you don't feel like working out, don't work out. Because people will tell you if you don't feel like working out, you shouldn't work out. Your body's trying to tell you something. And now I listen to my body. That's Before great. I wouldn't listen to anything. Now I listen. I can tell by your wine belly. Yeah. All right. So tomorrow we're going to. You know what? Stop looking at my midsection. <laughs> keep your eyes can't above help, the table. Can't right? help myself. I know. So just keep your eyes up like here. You're starting to freak people out. Tomorrow we're going to be at Bub City in Rosemont. It is our holiday party tomorrow. So come out and see us. Uh, we can't wait. It's going to be a party from 2 to 6. And uh, as you just heard, we played the holiday parody songs. It's uh, going to be awesome. Let's there will be some hurt feelings, but that's okay. That's part of the equation. Don't like, don't look at me like there won't be. There will be some hurt feelings. You think so? <laughs> Come on. Well, there have been times when you and I have been called over from a, you know, from from a couple of the contestants when they well, found out they didn't win. The two, the two guys who normally make the finals are the ones who did the. Yeah, the, just, the, did, the, yeah. the the song that we could not even put in the system. Which was brilliant. That was, it, like, brilliant. someone said, play it on Unhinged. No, I can't. We can't do that no. even. It is so, like, no. it is so just, over the top. We, just we can't. That's we, all. We, 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 that we, we all, we can't, we we, can't we, do it. We, 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 we couldn't even put it in our system where yeah. it would accidentally get played. Correct. We, we would lose everything. Yes. We would lose everything. But. Please know, guys, that we heard it and we we loved it. You're in our hearts and minds. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go to Courtney Cronin right now, um, and she is brought to you by is it it Purple, Purple Wave Auction. Auctions. There you go. Look at you. You don't even need a script anymore. You are no longer uh, what's his name, Ron Burgundy. You don't need a script. You don't need a prompter. Sometimes I do. And sometimes I will only read what's on the prompter. <laughs> what's up, Courtney? Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. You good? Yeah, I'm great. I mean, it's uh, it's there's so much at stake for, like, a week 15 game of a 
four yes. and eight team uh, that it's, you know, it's wild to think about five and eight team. Uh, we just got done with assistant offensive coaches and, you know, wrapping up the day up here, but you know, things are, things are good. And it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what the Cleveland team looks like considering how depleted they are right now. All the injuries, like have you guys monitored their injury report for like, I was going to ask you Courtney, with where they're defense? at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the you know their third edge rusher that they lost yesterday to the pectoral injury oboe uh, that's huge and I mean yeah. Miles Garrett still dealing with the shoulder injury uh, Grant Delpit you know out for at least the next four games so they won't see him but Denzel Ward's coming back I mean there's a lot of moving parts on a unit that you know in every statistical category has been so dominant this year but now is. You know, they might be limping with like paper clips and glue sticks and scotch tape into the into the playoffs if they get there. Uh, Courtney, I would ask you as well from a schematic perspective, like what you just described is is something that most teams it would cripple them. But with a, a defense like Jim Schwartz, is it as much not just about the talent they have on defense, but his experience and the different looks that he will show an offense that still struggles sometimes with pressure packages. Yeah, and that's the thing you have to be so aware of with, you know, Miles Garrett specifically. I mean, I we were talking with Chris Morgan, the offensive line coach, a little bit ago, and how do you prepare for that one time they may line Miles Garrett up, uh, you know, as an inside linebacker, but that might be the one snap that he gets a sack. I mean, you remember the first game of the season, you know, that was the one play for him where he's like crossing dudes over like a basketball player before the snap because he, he saw the look and he knew he was going to get home and, and he might only see it one time a game but that's something you've got to prepare for because the way that Jim Schwartz like can create some of these you know real pressures and simulated pressures through the through these exotic blitzes I mean it's, it's really remarkable and it's you know, if you think about, like, assistant coaches that deserve, you know, that assistant coach of the year honor, if there is such a thing, I think you give it to, to a guy like Brian Flores, and I think you give it to a guy like Jim Schwartz, who, regardless of who's been in there, because remember, Miles Garrett's on a three-game streak without a sack, yet this defense has been able to mitigate its own injuries and get away with wins. I mean, they did that last week uh, back at home. They've been terrific at home, and they did it against the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, of course, are dealing with a quarterback injury. But it's something to keep in mind for the Bears as they try to make sure that everyone's accounted for and you don't have free rushers coming in it, Justin, the way that you know they have had a couple times. If you remember the, 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 I believe it was the first sack that Fields took against the Lions and making sure that stuff doesn't happen because everybody has their person that they're responsible for. Courtney, it, it just is such an interesting game for this team at this point in the season where what you said about the three-game streak and coinciding with that streak, uh, the Browns have given up 27 to the Jaguars, 36 to the Rams, and 29 to the Broncos. And if they can win the Bears this game with Justin Fields as we try to figure out what his future is in Chicago, if they can go there and win, then you have these two home games against the Cardinals and then the Falcons to get to 500. Like, you're starting to do the math and starting to think about the possibilities. I know it's crazy, playoff, but it may not be as crazy as you think. Yeah, it all goes out the window if they don't win this weekend. I think that's pretty fair to say, and that's why it puts so much stake and why there's an energy around this team that's 
again, five and eight, but like if you if they're able to get past Cleveland, which looks in a lot of ways there there are things you can do offensively, like you were mentioning, Sylvie, with like some of the explosive plays that they've allowed this year and how many points they've allowed. Obviously they're better playing at home and that factors in the crowd noise, that factors in how effective they can be with their pass rush on third down, with how loud that plays can get. But if you can find some workarounds for that, then you're in business because those are two winnable games against, you know, an Arizona team that's in worse shape than the Bears and a Falcons team that has shown it's beatable uh, no matter who's playing quarterback for them. And then all of a sudden you're in line with Green Bay potentially, and I know that other results are going to end up, you know, playing into whether, you know, what their percentages are for the postseason, but can you imagine how, how, how hyped that game would be going into week 18 at Lambeau, which the time's not set. I mean, you'd think right now it's a noon game, but hell, if that ends up being the same situation where oh, for either Sunday of night. those teams it's winner in or you know one of the teams can play spoiler to the other, that's the same situation that unfolded last year with the Packers and the Lions in Green Bay on Sunday night football. And what a, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves there, but you can't help but think about that considering this team started out two and seven, and right now they're doing the right things with the takeaways. And this is a this is a team that I think you can get another multiple takeaway game against because Joe Flacco put it on the ground twice last week with the fumble and then the interception. Uh, and Amari Cooper put it on the ground too. And you know both of those times after the fumble, Jacksonville scored. So. That's an area that's really vulnerable for this group, and they haven't gotten better. And if the Bears can capitalize on that the way they did defensively the last three, four games, then then I think it's going to be a pretty close one. What do they do to uh, to kind of fill the void left by Ngakwe? I, I, I know Rasheen Green is there. I know that Walker may get some snaps. Am I crazy for thinking? And I've got no defensive line experience, obviously. But maybe they kick Dexter out there, the rookie who's 6'6 and 315, and he plays tackle, but he's built like an end. Maybe see if he can give you a few snaps from that edge as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they move some guys that are inside to the outside. And we know that Marcus Walker can play both inside and outside, but there's, there's definitely ways that they can compensate for the loss of Ngakwe, who... You know, he was playing some really good football the last couple of weeks because he's been aligned with Montez Sweat. Now, you don't want that to drop off. Contrary to what Matt Eberflus said yesterday, like in a joking manner, they cannot blitz every single play. They don't want to do that, and that's not their M.O. by any stretch. But you don't want this pass rush to fall off because that's why the corners have been able to do their job in, in such remarkable fashion since week 11, and, and, and all of these interceptions, nine since actually I think it was week 10. Um, you gotta, you want to make sure that you can keep that up, and the only way to do that against a quarterback who can make every throw to every part of the field is to keep the pressure rate up. So I wouldn't be surprised if you, know, you may have a starting defense event. If it's DeMarcus Walker opposite Montez Sweat, that doesn't surprise anybody. But the way that they rotate guys, at that edge spot opposite sweat and maybe they'll line them up next to each other we saw that pick stunt lead to a sack against minnesota that's them getting really creative with what they do on third down um i wouldn't be surprised if if they end up trying to experiment with some looks like that because you don't really have anything to lose with it because you need to make sure that that spot's filled and i don't think it's as simple as oh dominique robinson you haven't played since Montez Sweat uh, arrived here in week nine, it's your job to lose now. 
I think they use a combination of guys and try to give some un- unscouted looks to this Cleveland offense that you know they're going to hope to use uh, and capitalize on. Sweat's a great story, and, and he's doing exactly what Ryan Poles envisioned him to do. Um, what player on this team that was already on this team that's young, that has developed this season, in your mind, has developed the, the most? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think the obvious answer for me is Jaquan Brisker coming off that 17 tackle game and he didn't practice today. I mean, I'm not, I don't think anybody's surprised that he has a groin injury after, you know, racking up 17 tackles, but you know, you hope that he's able to get going tomorrow. Maybe he'll be listed as questionable uh, going into Sunday's game, but think about what his deal was all off season. He was in and out due to like lingering injuries. There was a hamstring injury in there. I believe there was another groin injury. And this is one of Ryan Poles' first draft picks, right after Kyler Gordon, to see those two solidify their roles in the secondary, but really for Brisker to become one of the better young safeties in the NFL, I I think that that's something that they hang their hat on, because he's supposed to be one of these foundational pieces, along with you know, a Jalen Johnson, the two young defensive tackles they drafted this year, guys that, you know, have been brought up here, even though I know Johnson isn't a player that they drafted, but those cornerstone building blocks that you that you build the rest of your defense around that guides your principles in free agency and then the draft, like I think Brisker's been one who has turned it around this season in a way like, you know, pushing all those injuries aside, pushing some bad games aside, finally getting that interception against Minnesota. And he's, you know, it's that snowball effect that you hope can continue when they go on the road against a quarterback who can make those deep throws where he's supposed to be. Any concern with DJ Moore's ankle or is that something you think won't affect him at all on Sunday? I didn't gather any of that. We talked to Tyke Tolbert a little bit ago and he said that, you know, he should be good to go by by Sunday. They have a couple of days. He was limited in practice. I think more so you got to be concerned. Like, are they going to try to do that again, uh, using him as a running back? And obviously on that third carry, the one where he got his ankle twisted up when he got tackled, you got to make sure that you don't have that happen. You can't afford to lose him. And there are plenty of people who would be happy just to see DJ Moore as a wide receiver and uh, utilizing the full – breadth of his talents there instead of putting him at risk and maybe utilizing your 230 pound running back on that fourth and one um, or maybe even Justin Fields I don't know crazy crazy idea there for a QB sneak obviously the protection changed or uh, what the defense what the defense showed them changed of what they were going to do with their protection but they've got to make sure that they don't put him at risk I think that that's they might have gotten away with a lucky break here but if he if he wasn't healthy uh, they wouldn't have had him out there today because they, they've got to make sure that they're making that a priority to get his right. ankle back to full health, which it sounds like that's the direction it's going. And I don't know. You know, you heard Jason McKee on the broadcast on Sunday when, when DJ had to go out of that game momentarily. You know, T-Med took his helmet to, you know, kind of make sure everything was good when he was going to go back in, and he, and he snatched it back, and then he, like, runs back in, and, of course, that was the drive where uh, they end up scoring, and he has that big that big catch on the sideline before the, the fourth and 13. But he's not somebody – I say all that to say, he's not somebody who doesn't – like, is going to, like, let a slight ankle injury keep him out of the game. That There's just no way for that to happen. Courtney, obviously you've been on top of 
the Justin Fields story all year. So have we. We've talked about it. We've taken calls about it. We all have opinions about it. We may have non-opinions about it because there's a lot of gray involved. What is your thoughts about how this is going nationally? Because this now is not just a local story. It seems like the country has not only... Um, following the playoff implications and sort of who could be a championship team. But one of the big NFL stories right now nationally is what is going to happen with Justin Fields at year end. I gather from just like watching, you know, same thing that you guys do. And you've got ESPN on, you've got NFL Network. They're trying to project what these X number of games, you know, five, four, three, two, however many there are left. Like, each week we have this conversation, and it's not a conversation or something that they're looking at that happens in a vacuum. It's the entire body of work, so you can't have these week-to-week referendums and expect that, you know, if he has a bad game this weekend, that's going to sway their decision in, in one direction versus what he's done since he's, you know, whole body work of the season, but whole body of work since he came back from the thumb because he does look like a different quarterback in some respects. But nationally... And correct me if you guys think this is different. I feel like the idea that national pundits have is that Fields is going to be somewhere else next year because the Bears can't pass up the opportunity to draft a quarterback, to reset the clock, to get a quarterback on a rookie deal with a with a stout defense and continuing to add to that defense with the amount of cap space they have in free agency. That's kind of a cheat code when you have you know a top-five defense and a quarterback on a rookie contract that might be something that regardless of how Justin Fields plays, that's the direction that the Bears end up going in the 2024 offseason. He gets a fresh start. Of course, everybody wants to bring up Atlanta because they're the most obvious place in need of an upgraded quarterback. But I really haven't heard too many people talk about the idea that, hey, maybe they end up just moving forward here instead of resetting everything. And that includes Matt Eberflus, too. Like, these final... This final stretch of games coming out of that mini buy they had, and where it's you know seven eight games for Matt Eberflus to to prove that he deserves to stay here next year, and that they shouldn't start over at the head coach position. I mean that's the same argument that we're having about Justin Fields right now. And nationally, I think you've heard more people talk about Fields moving on than Eberflus moving on. I think also <clears throat> you get less emotional responses from people on the national front. You know there were, I mean not necessarily. You know, journalists here, but fans and everyone, there, you know, there's an emotional tie to a quarterback that you've watched now for almost three years. And I think whether you're Daniel Jeremiah or someone else or you're Mel Kuyper Jr., you don't have an emotional attachment when you look at this thing maybe through a different prism. Sure. And that's a great point because the analysts who, you know, the ones who are the loudest about Justin Fields needs to be traded out of Chicago, he needs a fresh start, he'll thrive somewhere else, are the ones who you know, have kind of parachuted in on this story as it's, you know, become a story at this point of the season. And and then you have others who have seen the development. And, you know, I thought what Lewis Riddick said with you guys a couple weeks ago was, was probably about the most spot-on analysis that I've heard of the Justin Field conundrum that this team faces, like should he stay or should he go, that you can't go all in on – the glimpses, the glimmer of hope, whatever Lewis said to phrase it, because that's the type of stuff that if you hold out sometimes too long on that stuff, that's what gets people fired. And Fields has shown a lot of that. He's put together, you know, complete games the last two weeks. 
even though in, in some of those instances he did put the ball on the ground, he rebounded from that. He led a fourth-quarter drive. That was a game-winning drive in Minnesota. They put up 28 points on the number one team in their division, and on the other side of that, defensively, they, they, they held them to 13. Like, There's a lot of that that goes hand-in-hand in the idea that Justin Fields, like you need to see a little bit more to know. But I, I'm just a firm believer that Ryan Poles has a better gut feeling now than, than, it, than people are giving him credit for, that you feel like you need to see more to know. Like he, he, he has a 30-plus game sample size. They obviously have some idea the direction they're going to go, but you have to be careful of you know, guarding against you know, the idea that, okay, you need to see a little bit more. That might cement it and just on, like buying in on the belief of the hope that Fields is going to be able to put this all together again next year if you do end up going the route of putting pieces around him versus – starting over at that position with the guy that you handpicked quarterback. All right, the most important question of this entire exchange, are the Bulls back? Okay, back so I felt like I was feeling my oats on Friday. I, I texted my brother. I'm like, are we going to Milwaukee on Monday for this game? And he was like, absolutely not. It's a Monday night. But, like, you know, four-game win streak. I know you were in Cancun, Sylvie. But that was probably the most fun I've had watching the Bulls this season, and it's it's safe to say they're playing better without Zach Levine. I don't know if they're going to end up – maybe they'll trade him to the Pistons. Maybe that'll break their 21-game uh, losing streak, sending him up there. I don't know if that's the, the right play or not, but I've had fun this week. Even in that – even in the overtime game with, um, with Milwaukee on Monday and then the game the other night, uh, watching Jokic get ejected for saying whatever he said, and apparently it was on Serbian Heritage night, so – Go figure. I'm sure there are a lot of people that were there to see see Jokic and left disappointed, but they're fun. They're fun right now. I'm really I'm really excited to see what the next couple weeks bring, but also what they do before. I mean, December fifteenth tomorrow, so we'll see. Yep, yep. Good stuff, Courtney. Uh, safe travels to Cleveland. Thanks, Thanks Courtney. Guys. Take care. There you go. There's Courtney Cronin. Um, so we are going to be out at uh, Bub City Rosemont tomorrow. Another half hour to go here at Real Time Sports, uh, and we're having a great time. Let's uh, get to some Would You Rather. Also, I don't know if you saw Charles Robinson wrote an interesting piece. I did not. On Justin Fields. It was I like Charles. Of, Charles yeah. is a good writer for Yahoo Sports. He was asking um, NFL. He was uh, obviously anonymously uh, asked NFL general managers what they thought the Bears would do with Justin Fields. It sort of is what prompted my question to Courtney about, like, it really is one of the top national stories uh, in football right now well, about it's, Justin Fields. It's because they own the number one pick. Like, yes. if they own the 15th pick, no one would be asking, what are you going to do with Justin Fields? Right. So the, the conversation has as much to do with what is your opinion on the, the potential quarterbacks that you could select at one as much as it does your own guy well and not just that but because justin fields could be a solution for another team and it's not so just what the value interest. does he have right so it's not just that the bears uh could be getting rid of justin fields but hey who could he be a solution for atlanta new england maybe another team out there may tr- could pittsburgh trade for him uh like w- what team could trade for him so it's interesting. I, I'll read you some of the comments from there. 312 332 
That's the phone number, and uh, Charlie's got some would you rather, so does Kev Bo. We'll go through that coming up next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Hey, this is Coach Mike Dick. Greg Olson here. This is Stacy King. Hey, this is D Rose. What up? This is Ludacris. Hello, this is Dick Anberg. Would you like to play a little? Would you rather? Oh, my. That's right. Would you rather on Thursdays now? It's an either or question. Either this or that formed into a would you rather. You send them to us. Today it's to Charlie Bevins and to uh, Kevin Zipak. You can find them both on Twitter. Kevin is Kevbo underscore. Uh, Charlie is CRBevins11. I think I nailed both of those. Yes, you did. And the... And the winner, thank you. And the winner will get a gift card to the Pride stores. You hear Carmen talk about them all the time, more than just a convenience store. Uh, They've got great food and everything like that. Everything's made right there on premises. So uh, let's let's go, guys. What uh, what have we uh, received via Twitter? What do we got? All right. So Paul wants to know: Would you rather an all-expenses-paid trip to see the Masters or to see Wimbledon? Say that again. An all-expenses-paid trip to see the Masters or to see Wimbledon? I've seen the Masters, so I'm going to choose Wimbledon because I'd like to take my wife to go see that. I know that's oh, something she would so enjoy. Nice. And I've already seen the, uh, the Masters, which was fabulous. So, I mean, instead of repeating myself, I'd go do something different. How about uh, that? Here, here's why I'm, I'm going to go to Wimbledon, because... I'm not a golf. You know I'm not a golf guy, but but you do like to go to the courts of tennis. Not exactly, but oh. I when I do like watching golf, I like watching golf on television because why? They bring you to every shot taken on the course. Uh-huh. That's impossible to do when you're at the course. It's not like being at a football game where you can watch every play of that game that you're watching. Because it's it, like you're either camping out in a hole or you're following a foursome or a twosome or whatever you're following. It's really hard, in my opinion, and I've been at some Ryder Cups. I've been at a Western Open or two. Um, I'll go to a stadium at Wimbledon, sit center court at Wimbledon, and see some of the top matches. And you get to go to London instead of Augusta. Yeah. Yourself a uh, Pimp Cup? Well, I think Kevin... What just it knocked it out there? What did uh, you've never been to Augusta, Georgia, have you? No, but I. There's not a whole lot there. There's yeah, only there's only the Masters. There's a lot more in, in London yeah, to do than yeah. in Augusta. There's some Waffle Houses. Barely, I barely that. City. The sweet tea is probably good down in Georgia. The sweet tea. Yeah. Uh huh. That's about it. Peaches. Yeah. Peaches. I like peaches. Good, yeah. Good ripe peach. Boy, you would just you 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 would just you're running with the. You know, uh, you know what else? You, you're a nut guy. I'm a nut guy, yeah. They got pecans. Oh, yeah. Oh, big pecan guy. And you've got to say it that way, too, when you're in Georgia. Pecan. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a good one. All right. Next up, we have uh, from at Cubs underscore 2016. I'm sure you like that, uh, Sylvie. Would that, you... that is Sylvie. <laughs> this is Sylvie's burner right now. I am. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have Cap do a recap of your show every day or switch 
the times on the of your guys' show. So you guys would be on the morning show. Captain J Hood would be no, on. No, 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 no. First one. Uh, you'd rather have Cap do a recap. Yeah. Of, yeah. A, of every show, and he's very critical. Yeah, who, I, I who cares? <laughs> I did. You know who's critical of us every day? Who? Twitter. Well, sure. And you just can't. Yeah. You can't let it bother you, Kev Bo. You just got to keep moving forward and understand different strokes for different folks. I, I got thick skin, Waddle, all right? Okay. So I can take it. Thick skin and a short memory. My guy over here has, you know, some sort of virus that he can't. I got no virus. Oh, no? What no, do you got? I got a head cold. Oh. Um, but That's I, what you get, though, for eating on the air. I, I Something that if I was, I was doing hungry. it and I was coughing, you'd be giving me the death stare. You're right. It was yeah. wrong of yeah. me. Yeah. And, and do like, as I do. Do as I say, not as I do. Guess what? Uh, I, I choked on an almond. Um, oh, the Irish. You got a nut in your throat? And a little bit of salt. They put on these RX. Salt front. and a nut in your mouth. They, they got a little salt on there, and that I got caught, too. Listen. Do you know how many recaps I've watched in my day? Zero. I, you're going to say no. I, like, I love Cap, and I listen to his show religiously. I, that's my fill. You know, you know how, like, you go to the gas station, and you reach the full mark on when you fill up your tank, and you know you've got, like, what, two or three clicks to get over the fill mark? Sure. And you can't go over that mark or else it's going to overflow and then you could have a fire hazard. That's me if I go past my cap fill line. You don't want to overflow on cap. If if I go more than listening to three hours of cap and go to the recap or go to anything else, it, it's going to be a flammable situation. Yeah, I'm not worried about the flamethrower situation. I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. at this point in my life currently currently and, and then that too yeah but the, but my point was i don't care if he if he if he does recaps of our show because i'm not going to watch it because i don't watch the recap what if they were on twitter you watch everything on twitter i don't know the the recaps are on twitter uh, so that's the one thing I, on twitter that you skip i, I, I don't watch the re i see them and i scroll by them because i'm at my fill limit and it's nothing against them i've just reached my cap quota do you scroll past the guy that says, Sylvie, you're an idiot for thinking what you think about this topic? I've got a, um, I've got a uh, sickness for that. <laughs> it, it, it really is a mental health problem. I can't. I need to figure that out. The mental health issue is, is social media itself. Well, we're right. And, yeah. and again, I can't, I can't just scroll by it without... You're getting better. You're getting better. Little. You're getting Every better. Every now and then I'll slip, though. It's okay. You're getting better. You're a social drinker now when it comes to Twitter. Before you used to be a binger. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to be an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. A Twitter aholic. Not literally, yeah. But. Charlie? Uh, yeah, all right. So, would you rather report a story on the radio slash Twitter that is proven incorrect or do a live report on television with your zipper visibly unzipped? That one. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I don't it, care about being a slob, I don't want to be a liar. You, it, right? It's, it's Isn't not, that the difference? Charlie, it's not hanging out, right? Uh, no. No, no, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. I, listen, I bet you I've done a television hit with my zipper down. Really, what is the problem Nothing. of walking around with your zipper open? Nothing. I did it uh, my way back from the bathroom earlier today yeah. here at Real Time Sports. Right. We've, we've all done it. Yes. 
Um, as long as it's nothing's hanging out, I think I think the zipper open is a move that everyone's done, and it's no big deal. There's nothing to see. Like you may get a little shirt that's tucked in. I mean, big deal if you got a little uh, boxer short under there. Who cares? Yeah, it. I don't want to be like again. Like I think if you get that stuff wrong, you lose a ton of credibility. You can break fifty stories, a hundred stories, but the moment you get one wrong, that's horribly wrong. Like Morosi got this week, right. and I love Morosi, but that will—you'll remember that miss more than the thousand makes that he made. You'll—you'll you'll remember that one. Yep. All right. Would you guys rather compete in an eggnog drinking contest or a holiday Jello salad eating contest? Oh, both are gross to well, me. That's, that's I, although I've never, I've never, I've never, I will say this: I think they're gross because I've never had either. I've I, never had a drink of eggnog. Well, well, we need to drink eggnog tomorrow. Or, or, or like, I don't think I've had eggnog either. I've never had it. There is spiked eggnog and regular eggnog. I love For you, eggnog. we'll give you the spiked. Okay, well, you want to make sure that I get my levels right. So is it like a Bailey's? Is it like a, a rum chata? I don't know. Charlie, what is it exactly? You like eggnog. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily like either. I guess consistency, it's probably more like rum chata because it has more like spices in it. But yeah, like homemade eggnog. My uncle makes eggnog and it's really good. Is it thick, like yeah, rum chata? Yeah, it's thick. And creamy and thick? Yes. Creamy and thick and with rum. I think I would like it. I think I, you would. I, if you like rum, you would like it, I bet. And, and, like, I like that type of drink after dinner, like, as my dessert. I like to, instead of having a, a piece of cake or something, I like to drink a dessert like that. Keep the, keep the drinks flowing. Just, I'll drink my dessert. Okay. No, no, like Jello salad. What is Jello salad? Uh, you see it at like the grocery store and yeah, everything. It's like Jello, and there's a bunch of like weird stuff in it. Yeah, well, I don't like want what? that. Other than fruit, what's yeah. in a Jello salad? Fruit. Sometimes lettuce. Is there lettuce in there? Sometimes. I, I don't know if they ever put lettuce in a Jello salad. Oh, really? No. Okay. Yeah. I think they just put whatever they have lying yeah. around. Carrots. In there. Call it a salad. I don't want it. You keep it. My kids are on a big Jello kick lately, but not the Jello salad. No, no, no. Regular, good old-fashioned. Yeah, just okay. gel. We make out of a box. Classic. Old school. I yeah, like old it. school. I like it. All right. Okay, those are good. Any more? Yeah, let's do this one really quick. Would you rather be stuck in a... Would you rather be trapped in a rom-com with your enemies or trapped in a horror movie with your best friends? I don't want to be... He doesn't. He won't even watch. I don't a horror watch him. You mean being involved in a horror movie? You're in Scream or Halloween. How about that? You seen? And that? it's just being filmed, or is it real life? You are in. You are a character in it. It's not like you're being filmed. It's it is real. Yes, you're you're in real. Life. So you're yes. somebody's dying, or you're a, yeah. you're in a romantic well, I don't comedy. Wanna, yeah, I'd or rather be in. But yeah, why would I want to be in a movie where I die? Or you may not necessarily die. die. Wait, you, could, you could be the one that survives. You're in the rom-com with enem- enemies? Yeah. Or you're in the horror movie with friends? Yeah, you can get all... Okay, that's easy. I'd be with my enemies in, our, in a yeah, romantic well, comedy. Yeah. All the hijinks so. you can get up to with your friends, though. 
Yeah. It's Michael no, Myers I, chasing I, you around. Yeah, what if someone takes a, a giant uh, steak knife and sticks it through your That's your, what's going to happen. Throat, Charlie. It always happens. They're always friends in the horror movie, and they all end up dying. No, no, just, sometimes there are multiple survivors at the end. Yeah, Maybe you, a couple. You couple. just got to follow the rules of the horror movie. Never say, uh, I'm going to run to the garage. I'll be right back. <laughs> right, right, right. Learn that and scream. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't. I want no part of the horror movie. I don't either. Give me the romantic comedy, even with enemies. Like, what could go wrong there? It's always happily. It's always it's a happy. Just gonna ending. have an argument. Instead of instead of a head wound, you'll have an argument. How about that? What's the first romantic comedy that comes to your mind when you think of rom coms? Uh, when Harry met Sally. Oh, wow. You go way back. I've yeah. actually never seen it, but that's the first oh, one that comes to. to mind. It's a good one. I, I've seen the clip of, of Meg Ryan in the diner like a million times. Sure. I think that's all I You've need. Got Mail. What about You've Got Mail? Another Meg Ryan. I don't, I don't think I ever saw that one. Sleepless in Seattle. Huge. Well, what are, what are we doing? Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it weird that they made Sleepless in Seattle with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, and then like a few years later they put the same two it's characters? It's the same yes. movie, basically. <laughs> it's the same thing. That's very lazy. And then, like, he owns in, uh, in which one was it? You've Got Mail, he owns the bookstore. Never seen He's it. the big boy bookstore. Oh. But uh, she owns it. the local bookstore. And now isn't it fun? And, like, she's mad because all the big bookstores are driving the little bookstores out of business. Now isn't it funny now? Topical. How all the big boy bookstores are out of business. Yes. I can't even remember what it what is the, the I can't even remember the last rom com I saw. Oh, I love I I'm still a sucker for a good romantic comedy. I mean, there was a good one with, I love with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. I forget what the name of that we, one was. We to the breakup we just talked about. It, I think it was. There was another one too. But they break up. Is that a rom com? Yeah, yeah, of course it is. There's it's like a, a reverse breakup in a, reverse rom com. I mean, breakups are part of romantic comedies. Great, great what about Chicago 50, movie, the breakup. Fifty first dates with Adam Sandler. And uh, we just talked about Reese Withers, uh, not Reese Witherspoon. What's her name? Uh, Sweet, how about Drew Barrymore? Sweet Home Alabama. There's Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Did you, did you ever see Fifty First Dates? I don't think so. She got into a car accident way back in the day, or something like that. She had a cow. She lives in Hawaii. She hit a cow. Yeah. And so she has amnesia, and every day she wakes up, she starts the day off fresh. But when she goes to sleep. She forgets everything that ever happens to her in her life. So when she goes on a date... Sounds complicated. It's very complicated. She can fall in love, but then when she goes back to sleep, she'll forget if she falls in love with you. Okay. So Adam Sandler makes it his mission to date her. And then, but the dad doesn't want Adam Sandler to date her and gets very upset. And, uh, There's been some good Adam Sandler. Uh, it, Sandler. A, this is a good one. And Jennifer Anderson. Forgetting, forgetting Sarah Marshall, I think, is the winner. If, oh, that's a great one. That's, that's one, one of my favorite one. ones. I have seen that. That's an excellent movie. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is one of my favorite movies. That's a good one. Does 40-Year-Old Virgin count as a rom-com? I think so. Okay, that's a good yeah. one, then. I'll take it. There's some good Apatow ones in there. Yeah. That's good. I, I, it's good. We're going to go see a movie now? Not a rom-com. Not no, a rom-com, no. no. All right, uh, there you go. Would you, who'd you like best there? Kevin, you decide. I decide? Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I kind of like the uh, kind of like the eggnog versus the uh, the holiday Jello salad. <laughs> really? Because okay. you guys were okay. so disgusted by it. I could give that guy the uh, Pride Store gift card. I'll tell you about this uh, Charles Robinson article with uh, Chris. Uh, are we talking about Black and Hour? Is it Bears Weekly? Bears Weekly. Today. Okay, so we're not going to cross talk with the guys. Um, I'll tell you about the article, then Bears Weekly with Joniak and Thayer coming up. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. All right, uh, you got to read the um, Charles Robinson piece on Yahoo. We should have him on. Will, will you want to have, we should book him for tomorrow. Yeah, Charles, I mean, remember. You go back with him a long time, don't I do. You? I spent some time in training camp, you know, with him years and years ago. And he's been on with us in the past. He's been on with us, yeah. Yeah, years ago. Um, should rekindle that relationship. He is a, uh, a football insider and has been yes. for a long time. He talked to seven current general managers in the National Football League. Uh, and I'll just uh, read you this. This part in, in towards the opening graph of uh, the article. At least seven NFL general managers aren't convinced regarding fields. Right. And the consensus is it's not really a close decision regarding keeping him versus drafting Caleb Williams. Quote, it would be a clear-cut decision to draft Caleb for me, an AFC general manager said. Quote, the fact is we're in year three and they don't want to exercise a fifth-year option tells me what I need to know. I just don't think Fields can win consistently as a passer even though he is gifted physically. Now, I don't know that they have told you that they won't pick up his fifth-year option. That comes this offseason. Right. So they would already make the determination if they're moving off of him to draft the quarterback before that. That is somebody being presumptuous with a decision they feel has already been made. One NFC general manager said this, Caleb Williams worries me, but he is definitely talented. It buys you more time and a much cheaper contract to keep adding pieces to build the team. So it's it, 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 seven general managers, I believe all seven have said, if it were their team, or at least well, I don't know if they're playing shenanigans or games, they went off record and said that they would all take, draft the quarterback and trade field. Think about it as well. It's coming from a general manager's perspective where – if you're a general manager, you would always, in a random you know, question, if I asked you, would you rather run a team where other people in key spots were hired before you got there, or would you rather pick your own people? Right? Yeah. And, and would you rather start the clock over from a financial perspective? So, like, I think, you, I, I think there's some generalizations that you can apply to how a – group of general managers would would answer that question as well. Yep. This portion of Waddle and Sylvie is always brought to you by Steinhoffels. Tomorrow we'll cross talk with Bleck and Abdowell. We'll also have a champion in the holiday parody song 
uh, competition. So join us tomorrow in Rosemont. We'll be at Bub City. Um, so join us there. Thanks to Kendra and Charlie back at the shop. Kevin Zipak out here with us. Uh, we had a great time at Real Time Sports. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Thursday night.